Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Liberty Squadron Podcast. My name is Andrew Lewinsky, and this week I am joined with Chris Apple. Hey everyone. Marshall Staggs. Hey everybody. And Zach Katie. I know what Jack Porkins does. What does he do? Right now, you tell me what Jack does. When he receives the stress, you roll an attack die on a hit. Results suffer one damage and remove a stress. You're reading that off. Yeah, you got Yasby pulled up. Like <laughs> you don't know that. You don't know that off the top of your head. And if you do, because I got that GenCon specifically for Jack Porkins. Right. Yeah, remember when Mike we were dropped. talking about videos being on and you kept cutting out. Um. Anyway, yeah, turn your video off, you lunatic. So, a couple of things. Nobody wants to that. News this week: We had the Red Caps uh, hyperspace trial happen. Uh, Duncan came up and decimated everyone, so congratulations, Duncan. Um, so we got that later in the episode, and we are going to kind of go over like the X-Wing offseason and like what we're doing during it. Like We have points supposed to be coming up between the next hyperspace trial, so we're going to like kind of recap that. But first, we got a couple shout-outs. First, Jonathan isn't with us this week, but he did want to shout-out to Ken Cho from District Foundry. Uh, I believe he printed his template tray his tournament template tray and some i think ship like holders for him for the tournament so jonathan wanted to shout out for you um next mike morganti mike uh recently had some health problems uh we won't get too deep into it but we just want to make sure that you know he we are keeping him in our thoughts and prayers if that's what you guys do and um we want to make sure you're feeling better and we are thinking about you yeah man uh, so next, congratulations, Duncan. Uh, you're probably not listening, but you came up, you saw, you conquered, and you are now two wins in the hyperspace trial. Uh, I know you said that your goal was to get into the cut with every single faction, so you're two in, two out of seven right now. I mean, let's be real. That's his, his <laughs> real goal is to is to win with stuff he wants to have point increased. <laughs> sure, but I, I mean, like he got soon. Well, what was his first win? Soon to it was. Vader soon to your meal. Yeah. Oh, was that was that? Glenn yeah. Glenn so if he right. keeps winning with that, he'll just get all his favorite stuff point adjusted. So <laughs> right. Now he's got to try other factions. Sure. <laughs> um, and then Paul was the run. Paul Aglioloro, I believe that's how it's pronounced. But uh, for coming second, and I know you, you had a hell of a showing, and I know you wanted to play in the extended tournament the next day, and you weren't even expecting to go this far, but uh, you got your world's invite, and congratulations, buddy. Did a great showing, and uh, we're, we're going to talk about your list a little bit, little bit later. Um, any other shout-outs you guys got? I mean, uh, it, it'll be a little self-serving, but shout-out to you guys for running the whole thing and not playing. Aww, that was cool. Uh, yeah. Thank you for doing that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was bittersweet. It was fun. I mean, it was nice to like see what everyone was up to and kind of get a chance to watch a little bit of every game, because that's not something I get to do super often is, is watch what's going on at a tournament. I'm usually, you know, focused on the match I'm playing. And then when I'm done with the match I'm playing, I go like sit in a corner so I can recover for 20 minutes. <laughs> and like, but, but it's nice to like, it was, it was nice to like see all the different matchups and like watch three or four minutes of every game and, and see kind of the creative stuff that people were doing on like the middle tables um, and some creative stuff that made it into the cut that I, I think we're going to talk about. Sure. 
Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I thank everyone, especially that came out. We had 73 people. I wish we could have had more, but we were on that fine line of we don't want to overpack it. And then so we had to kind of like cut it off at a certain point. But I, I wish we did have room for more, but it was a sellout. And then we had some people just not show up. Uh, but thanks, everyone, for coming out. It was you guys were great. Uh, we didn't. Yeah, have everyone any was super chill. There yeah. was no drama. There were no like weird arguments about anything like it was it was it was really chill right um yeah that's what i was gonna say like as someone who's to'd a vast number of tournaments at this point like super easy group to to for like super easy day everyone talked about how smooth the event ran it's because everyone made it easy to run did you guys have any weird like judge calls throughout the day oh i mean i had a thing that i like just got wrong but yeah, and then, and then I and then realized that I got it wrong a minute later. Um, but other than that, like nobody, there weren't any weird interactions. Like nobody really brought anything that we hadn't seen before. And ninety nine percent of the stuff I did was arc checks. I think. Yeah, the so. only weird thing that I had to like really go digging to look up, which then once I found it was super easy, was if a U wing, if a U wing on a Leia turn that's been bumped into does a zero stop does it get its action and yes because the oh, zero yeah, stop doesn't yeah, yeah. count as bumping right I, oh zach do you remember what the thing in the extended tournament was that i called you over for uh, oh there was something my brain was uh, totally fried by that point dang yeah well there, yeah there was one weird judge call that it was something i had never heard of before and if i if i remember what it is in the next couple minutes i'll, I'll say it but the one, the Outside one, of that, oh, yeah, yeah. The one of people downstairs got to see me climb on tables to make art checks on the tall table. <laughs> the one thing that I did run into was it was can you inertial dampeners off of a ionized ship? And it, like it, it had me think because it's like if so, where inertial dampeners reads before you would execute a maneuver, you may spend one shield, and so it doesn't say that you reveal a dial there. But then it says the next sentence if you do execute a white maneuver instead of the maneuver you revealed then gain one stress token so like at first i was just like can you do this but like thematically it probably would mean that you can't and then if you further into the rules reference guide it says that you can't prevent the ionized unless it specifically says otherwise that you can prevent something from being ionized so if you ever run into that that was my only crazy judge call today um, that you can't inertial dampeners off of an ionized ship. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, yep. that, that's a good call. Other than that, there's just a ton of arc checks and stuff, which was kind of cool. Kind of. Let's play Operation and... I didn't mess anything up. I was so... the Some of them were crazy, and I was really worried. Because I'm a, I'm a shaky boy, and I was worried that I would... Hey, so question, did you guys have to, like, how often were people asking you to resolve bumps and stuff like that? I feel like that's something that people Never. don't call judges for as much as they should. I didn't, I didn't execute maneuvers for anyone. I didn't, I didn't do train tracks for anyone. I didn't, I didn't do any of that stuff. I did one in the semifinal on stream. I did one. That, yeah, you know, that's a good point. Like, but I also think that like the way that they have that center line on the, um maneuvers they it, it definitely helps a lot more now like it's a lot easier to do than it used yeah. to be um but yeah i think i didn't have to do any the entire day so but yeah no i i definitely get what you're saying because like in the heat 
like when you're like in a cut or something like that, like you want to make sure that the judge has that final call. And like one of the things I did kind of say to people was just like, don't hesitate to call us. Like there's three of us that we can like handle. Um, and like I, I reiterated that to any event, like any, you should, you should, if you ever have a question, if you ever have a problem train tracking, our check, don't hesitate to call a judge. Like that's what they're there for. Keep them busy. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of people don't immediately kind of, go to judges for for complex kind of train tracks and all that you know like it's it's not something that they think is the judge's problem right which is you know like i'm sure judges don't want to only be doing that all day um but there's times when it's just you know but like your opponent could look at you and if you if you screw that up even a little bit like you just it, it depending on how complicated it is it's it's sometimes nice to take the stress out of it and just let the judge do it because if they mess it up yeah. the judge messed it up it's right. like and they can't be wrong. So the the other thing is, is that if you're a newer player and like someone kind of like tells you something that you don't agree with, not that you don't necessarily agree with, but like kind of goes against what you've been doing, like don't hesitate to call a judge. There was, I, I had an interview in one of the matches that'd be like the guy who was the more experienced player, so it seemed, was giving the other guy bad information. And it was kind of like, I'm not going to get into these specific mm-hmm. instances, but it was kind of like, I'd be like, no, you're wrong. Like, I don't know why you're saying that, but like at the same time, like don't hesitate to call a judge if you just to, to reconfirm what the other people are saying because it really benefited the player that like was saying that the other person was wrong. So, like again, don't hesitate to call on just stuff like that. For sure. So I mean, the other thing that was kind of awesome was having pizza. <laughs> yeah. I think that's worth mentioning. I had, like a seventy-person trial that there was just pizza in the middle of the day. Yeah. That that was very helpful. Um, and the other the other thing I found really funny was I uh, that the top tables were literally on top. They were on the second floor, <laughs> <laughs> and so if you if you got demoted, you had to walk down the stairs. That, that <laughs> and then like there was less sunlight down there, and the whole thing. I I, I thought that was that was it was cool. nice though. It got hot upstairs. The people, yeah, very the people true. Went downstairs got, got to chill out. Yeah, missed the opportunity to write like upstairs high ground, downstairs salt mines, <laughs> but. <laughs> It seemed like the time. salt mines were having fun though. Like yeah. I popped down there a couple times. Yeah, good atmosphere. So, yeah, I want to shout out to Rob Niesler for dominating that table thirty-three. I think the entire day, you did good, Rob. Um, you, you'll kill them the next one. Yep, you stuck it out the entire day. So I want kudos to that man. Some you see a lot of people just oh two drop and get out of here, but uh, man, you, you toughed it out. So good job. So do we want to get into a little bit of the uh, the stats? I, like We won't spend too much time on this, but I, I think it's kind of cool to have so many local players at a tournament. Sure. Gives us an insight to what people run, you know? Yeah, let's rock it up. Um, um, yeah, you take this over. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah, cool. So so just, uh, just well, I, there's only two, three things I wanted to run through. One was the faction breakdown, right? The other is just kind of like highlighting a couple pilots and upgrades, the, the, the numbers there. Um, and then what what factions ended up getting four plus or five plus wins. So uh, it turns out that people like Empire a lot, which isn't too surprising because they added Soon Tier. Yeah. Um, and I know we have spent a lot of time talking about Vader Soon Tier combos and some of the local stores have been practicing that. So ended up with 18 Empire lists, uh, 17 Rebel lists, 12 Resistance, 12 Republic. 
And then after that, it kind of drops off a cliff. There were actually six separatist lists, six scum, and then three first order. Uh, so it's actually a lot more Republic than I would have expected to make that, you know, make up the percentages there. Um, but interesting that basically Rebels, Resistance, Republic, and Empire were all pretty evenly represented. Chris, how does it feel to be one third of your faction? <laughs> <laughs> I, it, it's it's kind of confusing because I've taken First Order to two trials consecutively, and it's just been good, like not bad at all. So I don't get it. Um, th there was a, a regional in South Carolina over the same weekend that I think had like four First Order lists in the cut. Um, so I <laughs> I can't make sense of it. I think people just don't want to play the bad guys. Dude, or, well, I mean, we got Empire at 18, but one of the things so I kind of... confirmed that First Order are the bad guys now. Sure, so. no, no, no. Right, so, so I think my point is, like, all right, so you have Kylo as their I-5, and, like, that's kind of it. Then other than that, you just have a bunch of TIE fighters and then the shuttle. Um, like, I, I think that might have some things to do with it, where it's kind of like you're... Oh, I guess you have Quick Draw, too, but... um. You got to make a 200 point list, right? Right. Like that's kind of where it's at. So if you're running I5 and I6 at 200 points, it's less attractive than Vader and Soontir at 190, right? Yeah. Like, so I, I, I'm like pretty sure it boils down to that. Um, but, I, but I would say that I don't know this, like what I've been running, Kylo Tavs and Quick Draw, um, it's really strong. It's not that hard either. Um, no. It's, it's just, it's got a ton of HP. It's somewhat forgiving because you, you can, you can lean into your HP count. It has an alpha strike. Um, and, you know, the variant that is doing the best is, uh, you know, basically Kylo and two, two Upsilons. And the reason is that it absolutely dumpsters Rebel Beef, right? Like, Tabson just rolls up to Rebel Beef and is like, yep, whatever, this is fine. And then a, a second Upsilon shows up, right, and nukes something. And then Kylo just ends the game. So, like... First Order, I think, is actually a lot better positioned for this specific meta. I don't know if the faction is, like, super strong, but just because of how prevalent Rebel Beef is, like, I eventually... I guess we're out of hyperspace trials, right? But if there were another, like, two months of it, um, I think you'd see First Order climb. Definitely. Um, Alright, so, yeah, do we have... We don't have the information of how many made the cut. Oh, we do yeah, no, we here. do. So I, so if just I'll rip through that. So of the numbers that I just described, right? Um, we had essentially six rebels that were four wins or better. Five of those were five and one. Mm -hmm. um, it turned out that three of the rebel beef lists that made cut dropped, which kind of made our cut look really weird. Um, yeah, it's, but <laughs> you can't. Yeah, you can't trust list fortress. But, yeah. yeah, right. So like we didn't do a top sixteen, we did a top eight by like a couple of players short of, of, of doing the sixteen. Um but yeah, our 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 you know, the the numbers for cut, if you were to expand that, rebels were five, five and ones. Empire had six four and one or four and twos, but then only two five and ones. Um and then resistance six again, four and twos, two five two five wins. Um, what's kind of interesting is Separatist, I think six showed up, three of the Separatist lists got four wins. Of course, none of them made, made the cut, but um, that's that's kind of neat. And uh, we sh we'll get to Ted's list in a moment. Um, scum, two, two four and twos, and then the one five and five and one in Republic, the same thing. Um, 
So I don't know. It just it, what I learned is that our meta is pretty much the same as every other meta, right? <laughs> that's that's kind of my takeaway. Everyone runs rebels for right now, and it works. I, I want to highlight a couple of lists that we saw, right, um, that were semi-interesting. So I'll start with uh, Owen's list. Uh, he, he brought Vader, Soontir, and uh, Tomax, which I don't think we've seen a Tomax variant of that list in any regional cut yet. I might be wrong on that. Um, but shout out to him for kind of maybe being the first to that that archetype. Um, most people have been running either Vermeil or Duchess or two bombers, right? But he, yeah. he just took the I-5 thing that can have a torp um, and did really well with it. I, 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 I think that there's there's a lot to be said for that um, as an option as the third ship now that Han is relevant, which we'll get to. Um, I actually, so like me and Owen did a... Just for the seismic charges, right? Go ahead, Andrew. Yeah, no, me and Owen did a lot of, not I shouldn't say a lot, but like the week of, we did a lot of like just practice testing. And like he was kind of like at first... Kind of just like, I, I want to run a TIE Swarm, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, we, we went around with it. And then I started kind of like just bullying a little bit with the Fang Fighters on him. And it, he kind of, like, was like, it, I can't do this. So, like, he went with the two sixes. And then the only reason he really kind of took Tomax was because it was a five. And, like, it was – as soon as he sent that to me, I was like, that is probably the way to go. Like, getting Tomax at five, like – He's probably not getting initiative killed off the table, and he's probably getting that torp off. Even if it's not double modded, it's still going to do a good amount of damage. Well, so what's funny, right, is like, I, I, let's let's jump to Duncan's list real quick, because I think it's good to talk about that list in the context of Duncan's list, right? Um, so Duncan brought Inertial Dampener, Han, Wedge, and Jake. Um, so if the Han player does what they're supposed to, Jake or Jake gives a focus to Wedge, right? Mm-hmm. Han has got full mods. It's actually super possible that that Tomax will get initiative killed. Um, but what's neat is that, and I don't know if this was intentional on your part and and Owen's part, but what's neat is I think there's a Han counter baked into that into this Empire list, right? Because you can bid low enough to move after Han, and you can clear the yeah, board. Yeah, what's Duncan's list is one ninety four. Yeah, it's, it was roughly one ninety four, and like this okay. this variant of of Empire can definitely go below that. Um, yeah, like he can drop crack shot. He could drop. I don't, yeah, I don't think you realized crack shot was primary only until the day of. No, he didn't. We were like <laughs> we were like three <laughs> rounds into the tournament, and somebody that was a that was a judge call that I like overheard. I think is he was like, wait, can you use? Oh, I guess you can. All right. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. Um, but I mean, like, you can drop that, right? Yeah. That's range one insurance. Um, but yeah, we, I mean, we don't have to spend too much time on the list, but you can do things like put afterburners on Tomax to guarantee the lock on initiative six stuff. Oh, my God. You know, like, it's there's so many options. And, and people totally underplay that bomber's uh, ship ability. Like, the, the banked bomb drops are super awesome. So... I don't know that oh, you want to invest that soon tier has a bunch of stuff on him. Soon tier has shield upgrade and hull upgrade. <laughs> hull upgrade so that, and... that, that kind of stuff can definitely go. He had hull upgrade. All right. Well, yeah. that's a little, yeah, he had shield. He had predator shield and hull on. Soon-tier. Okay. So you can drop hole and you got, you get free up a whole, whole bunch of points. Um, yeah, either way, you know, like definitely, definitely useful. And I think, you know, what we saw is that Vader and soon are 
um, remarkably good for hyperspace. Like you can't, you really can't uh, like oversell how how much. Um, I don't want to. Easy might be the wrong word, but it is. It is actually a lot to bring to the table. Like two initiative sixes at that level of bid is super helpful, especially now the chip count has dropped, right? Mm. Um, so I, you know, more power to them. I uh, do want to get into Duncan's list a little bit. I think. I think this is high. You know, this is hyperspace Han. This yeah. is the list. Like this is if Han's going to work, it's this right now. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I, I watched it him play it a couple times you played against them and like yeah it's definitely a good list um what do we like do you want to go over the list real quick for people that might be unfamiliar sure yeah so he had uh he had han with inertial dampeners r2d2 lando um trick shot and i think engine i let me look at list for yeah. just real quick yeah um, engine. and then he of course engine okay and then he had jake with crack shot predator and then wedge with crack shot so um you know, there, there are ways you can set this up to, like, give Wedge more toys, right? Like, Jake doesn't need Predator and Crack. Um, I don't even know that Lando is necessary to this list. But, you know, to uh, give... He, I, he did a lot of Lando. I mean, he did, yeah. It was yeah. super... I mean, and we this is something that you guys had talked about on many episodes ago, which is Lando on Han, right? Yeah, um, whether or not it's worth it. I think... It is. It is, yeah. Especially if Jake is passing you a focus if you need it. Like, yeah. He's he's probably not, but if you have that option, I think Lando is probably good. So, like, I hadn't played Duncan since I played him at that first PAX run that I had, right? Mm -hmm. So that was a fun match for me, just to play him again. Um, but what I noticed is that, you know, Jake can coordinate focuses to big bases a lot easier. Um, that, was, that was definitely a thing that happened a lot that game, where... It's it's just a lot. It, like Jake has a bigger target to land at range one of, right? Um, and that was that was actually a factor in that game. Um, do and now, I, do we think that like Jake is like because you 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 see Han Jake pop up a lot and like do we think that Jake is probably like the hidden like pin into the all this like list like kill Jake. And uh, you well, so in hyperspace, uh, for hyperspace Han, I think Jake actually matters. For extended Han, I think Jake is just along for the ride. And in there, because it techs against phantoms, right? Okay. But in hyperspace, you get that extra... Like, getting that focus lets you rotate your arc, and because you're initiative six, you can rotate at six anyways, which is fundamentally the same as Luke Gunner, right, in most situations. So... I, I, I think Jake does a lot more listing, or a lot more lifting in hyperspace than then extended for sure yeah because even um, still like watching that final game like he was getting wedged that double mod right yep, off the bat that's so, right yeah. we it, like that's what i was trying to say with tomax which is I, like literally before we got on this discussion i i just tried playing a counter game against this list with with a couple things and um it's also an alpha strike right because wedge rolls up with a focus lock so and like jake makes that possible and yeah. we've seen two initiative six fully modded shots before like it's pretty good so i this this is going to get super popular but i guess we're sort of towards the end of trials so like whatever i <laughs> i don't know that it's all that relevant to anybody but uh yeah i mean it, this is great and i what i what i guess we could mention on jake which is kind of cool is he doesn't like jake is useful for rebels in more than just a han solo list which is like that's i, I it's nice to be able to say that i don't know if we have any a-wing fans here but like, 
it's cool. The yeah. A-Wing is good. <laughs> and, and, like, one of the things is, like, I, I can see Han going up. I could see even Wedge maybe going up a little bit. And, like, some of, like, the key things, like, R2-D2 crew will probably go up a little bit. Um, just to kind of, like, bust these things. But I don't see Jake going up. Really? I mean, so, like, 36 is, like, amazing. I, I guess he won't go up. But, it, it, like, it, it just he's such a real ship, right? It's, yeah. it, it's, uh... It's it's wonderful filler what you get for that that price point. Um, I I would love it if they kept in the way it was because there's some stuff that fits right now in Rebels that is is really really cool. Right. Um, and that's I'm not even talking about Leia and Beef and all that. Like just I I we talked about it briefly on the stream, Andrew. But I think in a separate trial, uh, Biophysical went to a final table with Jake Wedge, uh, Luke, and Braylon. Or not Braylon, not Thane. Right. So, like, that's that's a ton of high initiative stuff. And, and Jake's putting in work in that list, too. You know, in many different roles. So, um, if they if they price Jake up too high, then that kind of stuff goes away, which would be a little bit sad, I guess. No, yeah, like, like I could see... Like I said, I mean, I, if, if Jake stays the same, that might be something that I'm looking at immediately. Like, I... I building just certain lists around him might be like the way to go just because he's kind of like proved his worth. He's proved his weight and like it getting like double modded anything off in that opening engagement could be like really, especially cause it's I five too. Like you can probably get like two decent shots off with it. And if he's not touched, then yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's something I'm definitely looking at. Yeah. So I moving on a bit. Um, I actually just want to touch on on Paul's list because we talked about it at length related to Nyack. Um, but I just we have to shout Paul out here. I, I think it's pretty awesome that Paul was able to get this this list to a final table, um, and Brett was able to get this list to a final table in two consecutive regionals. Right, like that. I, I the, obviously five A wings is extremely good for the format. We all know yeah. that, right? We all know it's going up in cost. But still, I mean, it's like it. You still have to execute with the list, and they they did across two tournaments. Um, and for Paul to get the world's invite is, I'm I'm just happy for him. It's neat. Yeah, Paul, start booking that hotel room in uh, Minnesota. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, you know, just like it, it, you guys have been to major tournaments, it's it's not easy to win. Um, you know, into the cut, it really isn't. Um, so I, I, I think, uh, celebrating that's key. Yeah. You could see how excited Paul was even just like getting to that final table. Like he had like, he, he was a little bit giddy. It, it was cute. Sorry, Paul, if I'm uh, embarrassing you, but yeah, it, it was, <laughs> you could tell how excited he was to get there and it was very well deserved. I know they, they literally put the hours and work into their lists and they know what they're doing with them. And like, it, it, I'm glad to see. Uh, someone from like the, I mean, they're not immediate area, but I'm glad to see someone that gets their reward paid off finally uh, for all the work that they do put in. Yeah, they definitely put more games in than the average player, and it shows. And that that's you know that's the part to celebrate. So, um, but moving on to other lists, I have to talk about uh, Saul's list from uh, Skull Squadron. So, um, yeah, he's he's a player that I think I played at the Brooklyn Regional a while back. He. He beat me round one and sent me into the salt mine. Said to dig my way out, um, but he, he's a, a a good player. He already has a world's invite from Pax. He was running uh, that Cavill Fen uh, 
uh, Paylob list that that you and I had been testing, Andrew. Right. But, but the list that he took is it's remarkable. That's the word, right? So it's Anakin with R two Astro Delta Shield, Wolf with Crackshot, and one hundred fourth Battle or Battalion Pilot. So I think that's like one hundred and eighty four points total. It's so crazy. Um, I mean, it's such an insane bid, but it, it's a crazy bid. But like, he obviously was building this list and then just stopped. <laughs> yeah, you don't need anything else. Like, if you decide you want, I don't know. I can't believe he didn't bring afterburners. Like, <laughs> yeah, he could have put afterburners on something. Yeah, I don't know. Um, um, did you watch no, any of these games? Or- I I saw him a little bit, um, and yeah, I mean, I'm, I assume the list functions exactly as you think it does. Like, Anakin always moves last, and. You can't ever get him to half. Um, and the arcs are shooting every turn because that's what arcs do. Yeah. So. Maybe with the shield upgrade, he can afford to kind of be be aggressive with Anakin and have him join the arcs, you know, for the initial rounds of combat and then regen a bit. Um, maybe that's the idea behind the shield upgrade. Because I feel like in that list, like, you can't afford to lose Anakin, but you also can't afford to have Anakin not Anakin not engage because Wolf and One Fourth sure. are not yeah, going to yeah. cut it. Like those things take damage and they die. Yeah, I'd be curious to see. I didn't see any of his cut matches really. I don't know. Oh, I guess I think he beat Owen and then. Um, so yeah, I mean that kind of played makes Duncan. Sense. Like so, I, I watched and then Duncan he played match. Duncan. Okay, yeah. So that must have been the semifinal. Um, yeah. Which is interesting, right? Because his Anakin was moving after Duncan there. Um, like, he, he brought the bid for, for Duncan. <laughs> yeah, I think after after a certain point, it just doesn't matter. I, I don't know if a bid necessarily yeah. gets you anything against that list. but Yeah. So, I mean, while we're on, on his list, I, I guess a brief shout-out to the Skull Squadron guys. I don't know if any of them listen to us, but they were cool. I'm happy to see them again. Yeah. You know, got to see some yeah. of them in, up at Nyack, and it's a good crew. Yeah, definitely. They helped us out huge. They brought so many mats. Um, I want to thank oh them God. especially. Yeah. They they uh, they brought like 15, 16 mats that we could use. So uh, thanks tremendously, guys, uh, for coming totally down. Totally bailed us out. Um, yeah, and watch out. I mean, seriously, like watch out for this saw. Like when he gets to worlds, I, he, he's someone I'll be paying attention to because he, he's he is yeah. a legitimately good player. Yeah, definitely. Um, do we want to touch base on Mark Argenti's list? Another player. So I have to mention at the start, I lost to him by two MOV Oof. in the final round. Oof. You hate to see it. <laughs> Started 4-0, hit Duncan, and then hit Mark and went home. <laughs> was he the scumless that made the cut? Yeah, he yeah. was the only scumless that made the cut. Okay. Yeah, sure. He's the only scumless in the top, like, yeah, uh, top, top lot. 20, oh. 28. It's him him, and then someone's down at 28. With no, there's one at 19. No, Lou ended up at 19. Oh, that's, <laughs> oh, I see it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but Mark's list is kind of, so, uh, like, kind of a random thing, but Dan was asking me before the tournament, he's like, what should I bring, right? So we were, we were looking at Separatists, and I don't know, like, everything in Separatists feels bad, kind of. Um, so he, his other alternate faction is Scum. And I feel like when you start building with Scum, you start with Fen Rao, right? And then you get kind of confused about how to fill out the rest of the list. The list. This guy, Mark, he took Guri with advanced sensors and then a Skull Squadron and Fen Rao with just Predator. And that was, that's 5-1. That went to top four. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, I think cool. he said that this is his first tournament, too. Yes. Like, ever. Like Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, my, like so he mentioned that in my game against him. Um, he, he was brag. a very patient player, right? He like so when I played him, it, I've gone to two tournaments with Tavson, right? And across twelve games, two players haven't opted into Tavson, right? And Mark was one of those players. <laughs> um, we, like he just kind of recognized his advantage, right? And he, he was he was extraordinarily patient, re- refused to engage with Gurry, re- like refused to engage with Fen until it was, the time was right. So. I, he was well practiced with that. It may have been his first tournament, but he could tell he knew what he was doing. Yeah. Um, although against Paul, there was, you know, that 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 game went. That's a tough matchup for him, and a couple moments went sideways. Yeah, you can't really avoid. Yeah, this. it was funny. You, you kind of like you always hear like the first person to make a mistake, and then the other person has to capitalize on it. And like you, you did see that that um, he basically got his gurry onto the debris and then after that it was hard to come back from it right and going into that matchup he's in a brutal spot anyways because it's five rear arcs versus two fang fighters like yeah. he started at such a disadvantage um his wing condition was basically to nuke some may wings you know and then and then hopefully win at time so I, mean, I he only lost by six points, so it, did it was come really close. that last round. Oh man! <laughs> I, know. I remember was, me and Brett coming out of the commentating booth, and we're like, "Yo, we need to make sure that everything's right because we have it like real close." So, but yeah, it ended up being right, and then Paul put Paul pulled out the win. Yeah, so um, I I want to pull Zach into this conversation because I know he just started testing Fen and Gurry with advanced sensors, right? Um, yeah. how how dirty is Gurry with advanced sensors moving last, like? Like this is good stuff, right? Yeah, it's beyond dirty. Like it just it feels wrong, but so right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I it's mean not she's like seventy but... something points or whatever. So for this gotta, version, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, gotta, she's got to put in her work. Yeah, and you definitely like. I think you guys hit the nail on the head. Like you have to be patient with her. Like it is somewhat, you know, pick up the ship and put it down on the board wherever you want, but you need to like. I kind of look at it as like it's the chess piece, right? Like we always talk about, like in chess, you look a few turns ahead. I think that's somewhat BS in X-wing because the variance is much higher, and you can't see that far ahead. Yeah, (laughs) people. Yeah, I mean, yeah, people. But with her, you you need to at least see like two turns ahead. At least be planning out your next turn post this one. Like, well, so let's dig into that though, right? Like, what's interesting with Guri is. You have advanced sensors to piece out, right, and avoid yeah. shots and to arc dodge, but like, if you're just doing that, you're hitting like a wet noodle. So you need to be at range one, yeah. which is this kind of like I guess when you're arc dodging, you want to be at range one anyways. But man, it, I just like if Guri gets into a spot where you don't have the mods and you did advanced sensors in a poor way, he, he gets punished so fast. Yeah, yeah, it's you really gotta like, I mean. Same thing really goes for like Echo players. Not that there's that many out there, but as someone who flew a lot of Echo in 1.0, I feel like that kind of prepared me for Gurry. That mm. like you need to learn to like dial in a maneuver, knowing that this maneuver I may end up going here, here, or here on the board, depending on what I see when it's my turn to move. Right, and I mean the bendy barrel. We did the arc dodging discussion last last episode, right? Um, that bendy barrel roll kind of combines a boost and a barrel roll, which is neat. Um, so, it, it, shout out, I mean, I guess, congrats to Mark, right? I like, yeah. that's not a list that any of us would have said would 
would place well going into a trial, right? Huge props. Um, I mean, even Soul was giving him huge props, and Soul's generally excuse exclusively a scum player. He said, maybe a direct quote from him, like he only ever plays scum, and he refused to bring scum to this tournament because they're not yeah. a good place, right? <laughs> um, and and you know, my game against him was super close, and it was a really good game too, right? Like I I just um, I, I enjoyed that game thoroughly. So we should get to uh, to Ted's uh, list. I think we got to talk about this because <laughs> so, so here's every time, it like was a bold I, move, it was a yes, bold it was. It's, so all it's all so Saturday, good. right? It's I'm so like good. I'm like two or three tables away from Ted, and every time I look over, there's a bunch of vultures on the board, and he has a beer in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> Typical Ted. Yeah, fashion. I think it's pretty impressive that he flew that list. Uh, I don't know to where did he wind up to seventeen, and he was also like drunk the whole time. <laughs> I, drunk but he was doing it. one hour of sleep. Yeah, he was playing so, so well, though, right? Like I know, he, no, he was killing in. it. Uh, yeah, legend says every time he lost a vulture droid, he chugged his beer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but just I mean, for the listeners, right? He, he ran eight vultures all with. Uh, ESC, right? And uh, a whole, basically four of those were the CEPIs and four were the Trade Federation drones. So actually the same day, that list went 5-1 at a different trial. Um, But it was just, there was a, there was a point where I think he played against Brett, it was, and it was eight vultures versus five (laughs) A-wings. And that's, that was the game next to me while I was playing Duncan. And it was, I think there was maybe 10 minutes left in the round and like two things had died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. Like, I that seems stressful to bring that to a tournament. It looked like fun, though. Yeah. yeah. It's. I mean, it's cool. Like, I see the not just the appeal of it, like from a fun perspective, but I I do kind of understand the raw math of it. Like, I don't know. You're always rolling three dice, and you you might lose a couple ships on the first turn, but you still have six ships left, and then. <laughs> Next turn, your opponent can't do anything because your ships are everywhere. Right. Um, so I don't know. It's yeah. I would definitely. I would be super interested to sit down and like watch him play a match with it. Um, you got to have him show you his uh, his opener. I know he was explaining it to. Uh, I won't. I won't spoil it here. But he was explaining it to Will on at the end of the day. Um, Ted had a very specific opener that that I think was kind of neat. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I was looking at that too, and like his opener, just the way he his starting position made a lot more sense based on how the vultures move in general. Um, but, they like yeah. to be parallel, right? I mean, because they want a hard turn, right? So it gave it gave him that option. Um, I it, him running the separatists too makes a bunch of sense because it's just having the i three reduces your chance slightly of being initiative killed, I guess. So I, it's a lot of dice. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of dice. Um, so any other list highlights we wanted to get to? I think uh, those were the those are the ones that stood out to me. Uh, there were a couple Darth Vader Stoon Tier Three Academy pilots. Like that was a guy uh, running around a little so bit. Another guy that I played against that was Cal. Um, yeah, who's a who's a New York player. Um, yeah, that was an interesting list. There were some TIE Fighters. People brought uh, TIE Swarms. I think there were a couple Inferno Swarms. Um, 
A lot of A-wings. Yeah, just some... I mean, yeah, there was, um, I think it was round one? Yeah, it was round one. Was one of the vulture swarms against one of the tie swarms. Oh, no way. And they seriously got to, like, this, like, 12-inch by 8-inch section on the side of the board, because they just straight up lined up to joust each other. So by turn two, they were in this 12-inch by 8-inch section of the board that they never left for the next hour. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even, like, like, the theme of that is also just kind of entertaining. Like, I bet the game sounds miserable, though, right? Like, it's just setting Yeah, I can't can't imagine. It was wildly entertaining to watch. It was just straight up, like, fight me, you coward. Fine. All right. All right, I K-turn, and then I do a blue straight. I K-turn, and then I do a blue straight. I K-turn, and then I do a blue straight. Let's just keep slapping each other right great it was great so so entertaining i mean six separatist lists were brought to the the tournament right that's that's more than i was expecting there was some there was at least one double double infiltrator list Uh, but maybe maybe now's a good time just to rip through the pilots and upgrades briefly um i I just highlighted some stuff so there were 14 wedges sure which means there was i mean there were 17 rebel lists most of those were beef, so not too surprised, right? It's interesting to me that there were 14 wedges, but only 12 layers. Yeah. Um, I, guess, I guess that accounts for Duncan's list yeah, Duncan. and... Uh, well, no, so I played... So I guess I played mostly five and one people, right, for, okay. on the day. So I played a lot of these lists, but one of the... one That's of the, the shoulder off. Yeah, right? Just no big deal. Um, but 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 one of the guys that I played who was really nice, um, he ran a, a Wedge Porkins Garvin list. I oh, think yeah, was. that list was incredible. And he, I got to read this because he went five and one, and I think he just came to the tournament because his buddy dragged him there. Like I, He was so relaxed. I, so it was Wedge, Garvin, Jack Porkins, and a Blue Squadron Escort, all with R2 Astromech, five and one. Yeah, I was his only loss. It's completely insane. Isn't that awesome? So, like, no lay in that. It worked. It's all good. Yeah, there you go. Um, And that's not even optimized at all, right? Like, not even the beginning of optimized. You miscounted somewhere. What's that? You miscounted somewhere. The Blue Squadron did not have R2. Yeah, Blue Squadron didn't have R2. He he had only three with, uh, with regen. No, there were three lists with Wedge and no Leia, so... Or so I listed at Leia and no You're wedge. fired. <laughs> oh, the stack guy's fired? Damn it. Right. Well, I guess not, you guys are on your own. No, now I need to find the list that has Leia, but no wedge. <laughs> Leia, but no wedge. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure there were a few of those. Yeah. Um, well, Jonathan had Leia, but no wedge. Yeah, Jonathan had Leia. That's it. Leia. Jonathan's throwing off everything. Yeah. <laughs> Jonathan's for Happy birthday, Jonathan. Yeah, happy yeah, birthday, Jonathan. Yeah. <laughs> But I, the bottom line, though, guys, is is that you don't need Leia in a Rebel list to do well, right? right. And that, yeah. that should keep people on high alert for July. Because if they just nerf Leia, like, Rebels are fine, and all that shit that people are using <laughs> is still going to be good. I knew yeah, this yeah. before. <laughs> you did. It's true. You also knew that B-Wing shouldn't go down in cost and should stay at 50, and then they went down to 47. No, they go down. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. No, yeah. it's fine. They're, not, they're not going back up, either. But they're not oh no man. i don't think so i'm expecting to go right back to 50 like braylon no, will be at no, 50 in july no. i don't think i don't think they'll jerk us around like that <laughs> clearly you haven't played ffg games that long well right. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, that's fair but yeah so so just moving on to a couple other quick stats right um there were 11 lulos 
11 vaders right and 10 soon tiers so out of the 18 empire lists um there were 11 vaders right so that's the, obviously people are leaning into the i6 um and then you know nothing really in particular to to identify other than like there were we had four tie swarms i think in total um which is about what i would expect right like people hate that list but it works so some people bring it yeah. it's really good it's like the best list in hyperspace but like four people brought it yeah um was there uh was there a republic list that didn't have anakin on it yeah uh, mm, i don't know there were yes because there were 12 republic lists and only eight anakins okay well, there you go so there's probably some beef i guess yeah so what does this tell us about the philly meta did we learn anything uh it's gritty i think i i think people have gotten over their thing about not wanting to run meta shit like it's harder not to right yeah it's definitely harder well in in hyperspace it is harder yeah i mean that's i think you could just you could like kind of fall down into a pile of cards and then like pick up some things and then walk out of it with like a reasonable list (laughs) in hyperspace right like that's the there's just i guess there's fewer options to go wrong which yeah. is good. Well, I think I think what I get from it is that like the locals kind of prepared for this tournament. Yeah. In a way that like at least based on like what people brought. Like they either did their research or they, you know, um they practiced. Because people every everyone did pretty I mean not everyone did pretty well. Like there were local people who were at the bottom, but um A lot of four wins. You know, right? like there weren't a lot of like out of towners who came in and like sniped the top spots in the cut like it was it was locals top to bottom so i think like we definitely made a strong showing and i think that's because people like did their research and they brought good stuff and they played well Um, yeah i think that's a good a good comment to make because it's there there were even some new players that that was their first like large tournament right mm -hmm. we had a lot of them and i think several of them finished three and three and kind of got off to a good start. So I know they prepared, right? Um, Not to get too like down. Woe is us, but do you think part of it is that we actually have big tournaments in Philly now? Maybe. Um, Yeah. I mean, PAX is certainly like something that locals get excited about. I mean, if you look back at like the 1.0 days, there was always like a little bit of chatter about why there weren't any regionals like closer than like DC or New York, even though we had a sizable community in Philly. I mean, yeah, PAX, PAX has definitely been a big deal. I think. PAX is definitely, I, I, for me, I didn't know the community before then, but was it, has PAX sort of changed the the preparation and like the interest in, in competitive X Wing a little bit? It's um, bringing competitive X Wing just closer to home rather than something that you had to travel for. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. changed like the local meta a bit. Yeah, because we had Glenn Burney and Nova and maybe every once in a while there would be something in Pittsburgh, but people wouldn't typically travel to Pittsburgh. So um Yeah, for I know I... there was always like a small contingent of people that would go. Yeah. Like six to twelve. Right. But for the most part the local people didn't go far for big tournaments. I might have never gotten into competitive X-Wing if PAX didn't happen. Because I, like, I, when I went to PAX, like, that, at that point in my time getting into X-Wing, I wasn't really in a mindset of, like, 
I'd be willing to travel to go to a tournament. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, who knows? I, I think it's also, it was in a, like a really interesting spot, like the way, like, so PAX was the last big, big first edition tournament in Philly. And then 2.0 rolled around and it's kind of even sparking a bigger interest because now you're getting these big tournaments more frequently. And just like at the local game stores, you're seeing like some of these old people that used to play 1.0, like coming back now being like, that's pretty cool. Like, and and I think the numbers are just getting boosted from that. And, um, but yeah, I think it's good on FFG to expanding their resources to getting like these big tournaments out there. Yeah, and the game's actually reasonably fun too, yep. right? So I, like, you see people practicing and enjoying the practice. Where I, I remember back to like the very tail end of 1.0, practicing 1.0 was a like not an enjoyable thing. Um, to, you know, towards the end, so you know, people can put in reps like on a casual night and not not feel like it's work, which is good. Right. <laughs> um, which is really good to see. I think that we're seeing some of that. I, I haven't been to too many of the stores, you know, besides seventh, but it, it feels like there's a slightly different uh, kind of approach. Um, it's still, still really casual, right? But there's like, it's casual with a purpose, um, which is, which I think helps for tournament play. It's a, another thing is like one of those things where it's like, unless you're playing someone that is like brand spanking new, like you could literally throw something anything on the opposite side of the table and still feel like you're getting something beneficial out of it. Where like towards the end of 1.0, if you weren't going up against something specific or um, something a little bit more meta, like it was just kind of like not worth your time where now I feel like it's, you're more likely to see these crazy lists and they could probably do very well. Like it's, it helps a lot. That's like, it's it's an interesting point because I I remember like trying to prepare for tournaments was really hard without Vassal because you basically had to find players who were willing to take a very specific percentage of the the card pool right and just use it because otherwise you were just you were just practicing maneuvers right um, I even extended versus hyperspace like there's value in playing hyperspace lists against extended lists. Um, Partly because they might have merged the card pool a little bit, but you know, like even across formats, you can get good practice in. Yeah. So. All right. Do we want to move on to our next topic? Anything else before the red caps? Uh, before we close this out. Yeah, just I'm gonna retire Tapson. He got me to four oh. two across two trials, and now now Tapson's he's, he's retired. I love him. Like he worked really well. Um, he did, he put in work. Right, got the job done. But that's right. that's it. Moving on. Is he retiring and, and with all of his limbs? Absolutely not. No, he took lots of damage and died in most of the games. <laughs> cool. Uh, anything else to you guys? Anything? All right. Uh, so we are going to move on to, we're basically at the end of the hyperspace trial season. Um, so we're basically in this off season period where the next round isn't starting until like mid to late July. Um, we're expecting a points change before then, so it's kind of like we don't really know what to expect, and we're kind of just having fun. Um, like we have, we're all throwing down different lists that we don't normally throw down. Like we're 
trying different things out. Um, Zach was talking about Fen and Gary just by themselves throwing down. I've been testing out Nidru, which is the biggest mistake in the world. Um, <laughs> I mean, I feel, like, I feel like you had to try just to confirm. Right. And like, that was the thing. Like, uh, so like we call this like the off season, but like at the same time, I'm still like testing things out to make sure that there is not like some kind of diamond in the rough and like Nidru, I think is one of those and like one of the things that like really kind of I noticed about it is like we're in like a higher ship count meta like even with two or three ships in a list like it's those bubbles are so big that like it's the, the amount of points that he is it just doesn't work out like sorry Nadrew but you're going back in the box I, yeah, I, and it, I busted out like a good five or six games with it and like I think I may oh, have wow. only right. gotten his ability off like two or three times because like yeah, it's just bad. It's so bad. Yeah. Uh, and, like, it's not, like, the it's when it comes down to it, like, if you're not, like, engaging all the enemies at the same time, you might only get his ability off once, and then it's, like, there's just a mess that you have to make the right maneuvers, and maybe boosting or barrel rolling into a specific spot will give you the more beneficial of one ship, but... Is that turning off Nidru's ability? Probably, and that's probably like, you know, getting a out of arc shot on something as opposed to getting Nidru's third dice is. You know, I'd probably take the out of arc shot. Um, but yeah, like that's something I've been testing in the off season. Um, some of the other things I really, uh, I don't know. I'm just gonna put some of the craziest list I can throw down at the moment. I might even throw Cast Scarlet on the table. <laughs> um, are you going to run a YV66? Oh, you goddamn bet your ass I am. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow, he is enthusiastic. No, no, no. I, I've already been messing around with a YV6. And Morello a... might not be bad. Morello no. might be pretty good. I'm trying I'm, Bosk with BT Gunner. Gunner. Bosk with BT Gunner and maybe like Asage and Yeah. So so this is awesome though, right? Like, like So now we're at this point where no one's going to an open um so it's, you're still like practicing stuff and figuring things out but like it's i don't know it's just it's just it's kind of always liberating after a good tournament run which are super fun like don't get me wrong like i love going to tournaments and preparing for them but man right after a tournament like you just look at your list builder a different way it's like all of a sudden the whole the whole thing is open to you you know because you're not you're not preparing for anything yeah, like, it's it's okay. Like, so when you're preparing for a tournament, you're obviously searching for the most optimized list that you can find, where if you're not preparing for it, it's just kind of like, I want to fly this because I can. Yeah, like, there's what are no... you doing, right? Like, you're preparing for your casual night, and, like, all you're doing in that case is sort of optimizing, like, enjoyment, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, what about you guys? Are Anything that you're specifically looking at, or anything... Uh, I'm I I want to try torrents. I want to try like Republic beef stuff. Like Wolf Sinker three torrents is something I'm going to put on the table soon. Um, Obi Wan and three arcs I'm going to put on the table pretty soon. <laughs> like that's not that's not like new stuff necessarily, but it's just it's stuff that I haven't tried yet. Um, especially like Republic without Jedi um, is something that I'm really curious about. Especially since N ones are right around the corner. Like I'm I'm kind of curious about what those are going to add. 
Grandpa goes boring and predictable. <laughs> well, well no, I, all the no, other stuff boring. boring to me. Like what? I'm not gonna. I don't like scum. Like scum has some interesting stuff that I think people are like not looking at right now. But it's not it that that's not like because like a bad scum list is like so bad that it's it's not even fun really. But I don't know. There is some scum stuff that I've seen on streams like that. That list that was like a Kimagila and a Skurg and like a couple other random ships that was that showed up at Denver. Like that kind of looks interesting, but I don't know. I might try. I might throw a Decimator on the table um, just to kind of see if it does anything in hyperspace. Yeah. So I mean, like one of the other options after tournaments is just to try like other other decent lists that weren't in your kind of you know list builder to to even consider for the tournament right yeah like i haven't played any empire really since right. 2.0 i haven't i haven't played uh like ob and three arcs i i would i want to give that a try right like that that's definitely a good hyperspace list and that that seems like fun um yeah, um, yeah so i might like i don't know i might pull some weird stuff out i'm i'm curious to see what like scum without a fire spray is like and um you know maybe what empire with a death like when half your list is a decimator kind of see what that looks like um, can i interest you in talon bane <laughs> i i don't know maybe no like you could say no it's okay <laughs> i don't know it could could fen talon bane and old tarok be fun probably no. that no. sounds fun that's not fun it's not but fun fen Talonbane and Dengar would be fun. Oh yeah, we're getting the jump master. Yeah, maybe I'll throw a jump master on the table. <laughs> we found the one guy who's gonna buy a jump master. <laughs> I'm I no, I'm like the only X-Wing player who doesn't have three of them already. I have one. <laughs> I have one jump master. I have two. Uh, I, I have four. Have Jesus Christ. Alright, well, <laughs> I I guess whatever. This <laughs> No, you know who I wanted. I, I'm really. I kind of want to look at um, Emon. Like, I, I think bombs might be so. Fun. Well, we're if, getting if you're that talking about Emon, bomb. We're getting that. Uh, that oh, the mother of all bombs thing right? from the stream that just range zero to two just ruins everything for a turn. Um, that sounds super fun on Emon. Hey, you so can't put it on Nim, right, Andrew? No, you cannot. Oh God! Don't don't bring up. Don't bring it up. We we don't we don't speak of Nim. So no, um, but Iman, just because you brought it up, uh, Dan in the first Vassal League ran Boba Iman, right? Um, did some did some crazy things with that list, mm. um, like Boba Crew Iman. Um, so if you, if you want to mess with something janky with that, like apparently deploying a rear arc ship that drops bombs out the back, like you can you can mess up initial engagements pretty good. Sure. Yeah, I really want to try Emon with the uh, Andrasta title, just so I can be like double, like maybe like mines and bombs. Like that could be a yeah. fun thing. Hey, which uh, one? Which is the fire spray that can shoot um, uh, secondary weapons backwards? Is that Crassus? Crassus Trellix. That might be fun to try the Torp version of that. <laughs> just fire proton torpedoes at the back. This is fine. I mean, that seems okay. Yeah, you know, and, and the, the cool thing about him is he gets that 
re-roll he gets the re-roll with the one attack die so you can throw like um the marauder title on him show your butt to the you know whatever you're facing and then get two re-rolls with that twerp and then maybe save your lock for like a double mod it in the next turn like that might be right. something to consider i just need to figure out a way to get the target lock yeah. also i've got plenty of other stuff before a fire spray that i'm gonna try but <laughs> when, when can we get a rear arc bullseye though because i do want to try hlc on that same ship is you, that right you need, you need to slave one title to get to the torp though yeah uh, you're right okay so so you can't put I don't all of things thanks zach god damn it <laughs> all right <laughs> what so, are we even doing here What's we're just we're, we're building random lists <laughs> oh, no i meant of the of crassus specifically but yeah <laughs> um, so okay I, I have a little bit i know so we're expecting like the other hyperspace trials to come up like so you, you can kind of mess around with that it'd be interesting to see if like they were expecting the points change in june it would be really interesting to see um like a ship rotation so we know that I believe Wave 4, the Seeks and Jumpmaster are coming to hyperspace. Or so we're predicting. They're re-releasing the ships. Um, what else? The Decimator was coming for Imperials. Yep. What, did they get anything else? The Ghost is coming eventually, the VCI. Okay, right. The Ghost is coming. Um, with with presumably the Centipede. So, so, Andrew, where are you going with this? Like, start practicing stuff that's going to drop? I'm not saying start practicing it, but like maybe like start taking a look at that because like all right, so we just I had. Mean, this... I'll, I'll throw a VCX on the table. I like we talked about this before. I think it's like it has too many slots to like not be ignored. I think like there's got to be something. Sure, and one of the things I'm kind of thinking of is like you know, so I would start taking a look at those things for the upcoming hyperspace trials, but at the same time. Um, I'd be interested if, like, I don't know if FFG kind of has a good amount of data to change anything and extend it. Like, they might know stuff that, like, needs to get oh, man. points reduced. But, like, all right. Yeah. So, I'm not talking about, like, phantoms or anything like that. But, like, there might be some real under-the-radar stuff going on. Oh, absolutely. And the extended data is, like, super, like, outside of the system open data is really good, right? Um, but... I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I wonder, I wonder if they'll balance any of the not clearly, you know, overperforming stuff right. in the extended card pool that's on its way into hyperspace because they did that before with B wings and look how that worked out. Right. Like I, I mean, the seats everyone we're saying are overpriced and they probably will be overpriced in hyperspace unless they get a points reduction out of nowhere. But um, I, I would really kind of like take a look at some of these other well so let's yeah let's dive into that though right so like the next couple we got a while before the change um what what would you like what what's a ship that you want to practice with that you think is going to be either reduced or reasonably caught like just not not changing at all in july i don't want to get into like trying to guess at points but what's a ship that you think is off limits that's worth worth time um, okay, so uh, I think there's there's going to be something in Scum that pops up, and I, I'm not sure what it's going to be. Um, 
But you can be sure of that, right? Because they'll prop scum up somehow. Yes. In, in hyperspace, at least. So exactly. what within scum would you would you go for? All right, so <laughs> you have to remember Dengar is an I-6, and he's a torpedo carrier. Um, do you think when... You're going to try and sell me on a jump master? Ma- no, 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 no. When jump masters drop into hyperspace, they're going to get a points adjustment? I don't think so. Do you, think that, do you, you don't think they're going to come with a points adjustment? I don't, I don't think so. But an I-6 jump, or coming into hyperspace... Could do something. I'm not saying that. I mean, like, there's some hidden things there. Um, I think the decimator is definitely going to stir some things up. Um, that one, I could see the decimator coming into hyperspace and like just drop, like the points just dropping off a cliff on the way yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like. And, okay, so and and I don't think this is gonna need a points decrease, but I think if you're not looking at the VCX when it's in. Um, uh, definitely space, like decrease. Yeah, like, that's... like if they don't rotate Saul crew out and leave that as is with the VCX, like you should probably if you're interested in flying big base sh- large base ships, you should probably start there. Like that's yeah. gonna be crazy. I've I've given up Tabson, but I've taken on uh, Mount Viaro VCX. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I like. I don't know if I like Magva or Saw better. Um, I was just yeah. looking at Magva, and I think I don't know Magva. You have to wait a turn. Saw you get to use immediately. Yeah. So and Saw is just funny, right? Because it's like you're just being very honest with your opponent, right? Like, like it's okay. I'm just going to do damage to you. <laughs> like, and the ship's going to be broken in like like three rounds. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's like I don't know if with Saw you just you reinforce every turn. I guess you you reinforce every turn. And hey, then so, just do saw, or yeah, you, or you reinforce every turn and then get the target lock with magva. And I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So I mean that that that'll be a thing. But staying on the big bases, do you like one of the or two of the ships that have basically no use right, or have been barely used rather? Uh, the resistance YT and the resistance bomber. So. Unless those aren't going to rotate out, right? Like a movie's coming. Ray's going to be in the format. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, they can't rotate out. They can't rotate ships out of a faction that has five. That has five, right? <laughs> that's they that's kind of what I'm saying. Yeah. So so is there a chance? I mean, the Resistance Falcons already feel kind of cheap to me, right? They're already pretty like close to the Rebel Falcon costs. Yeah, they're not They're not um, bad. I mean, Ray is so expensive because she has a force point, but I don't know how much that she starts at 80, actually right? worth. Yeah. Like it's like they costed the resistance falcons, like the the reduced cost rebel falcons. Um, yeah, but the red boost is such. I guess you can put engine upgrade on it. The red rotate. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what's different. The red rotate and the dial. And the dial is a little bit different, right? Arguably um, worse. Yeah. But I mean, the, the things that they can do with crew are also slight variations. So I don't know. Maybe that's. I if I were, I'm not a resistance player, but to me, that seems like a place that could change significantly because it like we're looking at like like single digit percentage uses yeah in hyperspace well when resistance dropped i'd like slammed my head against the wall trying to get the resistance yt to work and i don't think it didn't work because it was cheap i think it didn't work because it doesn't have access to rebel crew like they're the options for upgrades are just not there and like yeah ray and finn and rose are all good but they're all super expensive i would take another pass at it though because i mean there there are rebel there are resistance crew that like all the resistance cards only modify dice like they don't do anything sure. interesting besides yeah, mods yeah. um 
So meaning they're they're costed based off of that. Mm-hmm. But I I don't know. Like I just not, I'm not trying to forecast too much. But but if people are are like into that, if that's their jam, like it 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 probably um, has a combination of crew crew and gunner point decreases and possibly ship decreases on the horizon. Yeah, and especially because I think everyone is expecting those A wings to go up. So yeah, um, it, that I was just about to say that makes resistance super tricky. If you're a resistance player, I mean, you might but, have to look elsewhere. But play this out, right? I mean, like Poe is not going to go up in cost, right? Because Poe is Poe's. I don't know. He's like an unknown. I I want to figure Poe out because it, it should be good. Um, but if you end up with like a reasonably decreased cost Ray or Han. There's some weird three ship resistance lists that might fit, like scary good, you know, um, just because the initiative's there. So, I mean, <laughs> Ray and two A wings leaves you plenty of room for activities, right? I don't so know. So, like, yeah. yeah, that's the current thing is you do like you can fit you can fit an A wing Poe and one of the Falcons, but right now it's just not good enough, right? Um. I don't know. Maybe maybe that new uh, that new crew carrier thing is going to break everything. <laughs> yeah, that's that that uh, that thing has like five crew cards coming with it. Like it's a lot. Oh, I'm so yeah, scared. So, it's got a bunch of upgrades. Yeah, it's like the they'll upgrade. probably leave all the costs the and same if, just, and drop that in and yeah. break it. <laughs> and it finally it finally gives resistance coordinate, um, which could be a thing. I mean, so you can do an I six coordinate right now with C three PO. But having just the coordinate. Oh yeah, that's yeah. If you want to spend a bunch of points for it, yeah. yeah which is like, I don't know why I'm talking so much about resistance. I don't really care. <laughs> um, but I, I pose like the only interesting ship in the faction for me besides the generic T70s. Yeah. Um, I really like the generic T70s. They're kind of cool. But outside of that, I, I kind of lose interest. Hey Zach. Zach, he's still here? Oh, yay, he's still here. What are you doing in the offseason? Doing what I always do. Flying jank. Flying random stuff. I don't know. What is like... I look at the offseason... Yeah. I look at the offseason a little bit differently, I think. Than kind of what we've been saying. I mean, kind of similar. Like, I try to focus on a ship. Like, I want to find a thing that I want to get better at. Like, whatever it is. And then figure that one ship out, and then move on to another ship. That's a real interesting point. Like, I mean, like, you could be taking this time, like, let's say you're normally an ace player. Like, throw a beef list on the table, like, just to see how it does work and, uh, like, gets around it. Yep. Yeah, I mean, that's largely what I like. Like, a great example is after, like, packs, right? Like, I'll... Leading up to PAX, all I did was fly Rebel Beef, Rebel Beef, Rebel Beef. I spent a month and a half trying to sort out exactly what flavor of Rebel Beef I wanted to bring. Post-PAX, for about a month, month and a half, all I did was fly Student Tier and four TIE Fighters. Yeah, you went direct opposite. <laughs> yeah, like I, I needed that palate cleanser. I needed to like get my head wrapped around something different. Like There's enough stuff in 2.0 now that you can just completely flip the switch and like learn how to do something else yeah and then you find hey maybe there's something else out there that you really really like like 
I'll be honest, like right now I'm way more into being an Aces player than I am a Rebel Beef player. Join the club. Yeah. Um, but, but what you're describing though is like, we've talked about this over and over again, but that process is just super fun, right? Of like taking a thing and incrementally improving it, right? Like building, like just yep. building around a, a puzzle piece that you enjoy. Yep. Um, that, that whole process is not, that optimization of it is, is just super rewarding. Yeah, and like part of it too that I like to do, like, it's actually something like loosely related to what I do for a living. But I like to take like the pie in the sky version of a thing. So like right now I'm flying 103 point or 109 point curry. <laughs> okay, the whole pie. The day. Yeah, like kit something completely out and then start slowly peeling back the layers. Like start off with like the best possible possible version of a thing. Like the fully kitted out version of a thing, and then start pulling some of its kit off piece by piece. And where does it stop? Like, where do you feel like it's optimal for you? Which in 2.0, like, uh, if you start with all of the upgrades filled, you usually end with only one. Yeah. Like, then that's fine. But that, that the way that you make cuts through that process is kind of. Like, yeah. I can't even with Guri, how much? 111, 100 and what now? It's either 103 or 109, depending on whether I'm playing right. ended or hyperspace. So you run that. I'm going to run 111 point po, and then we'll see. We'll see how many upgrades we have after like three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll be great. This will be great. The Good. Virago title is useless. <laughs> oh man, what does that let you do? Boost at the end phase? Yeah, yeah it gives you a red boost. A red boost. You get you get a shield, but you get that red. You do get a shield, and you do get an extra mod slot. Like you, you're buying it for the shield and the mod slot. But okay, it's (laughs) red boost in the end phase is just useless for ten minutes. If anyone can figure that out, let us know. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, (laughs) figuring it out is the time you you use it once a tournament to like fly off the board next turn. I don't know. Someone in England right now is just pissed off because I think Phil GC won something with it, right? But yeah. who cares? Sorry, Phil. Um, cool. Anybody else want to talk about what they do in the off season? There is no off season. There is no off season for us. We're, we're constantly just. <laughs> no, I, no, I mean, like, I just I'll reiterate it. Like after tournaments, I can't wait to go to casual nights. Because it's just, you bring, like, you just make a list that you think is cool. And usually for me, that means I subtract, like, some elements of what I have been running to tournaments. Just, and, like, put something that cosmetically looks cooler. So, like, I'm running more silencers now. Because more silencers will always look cooler. He hung like, up that's the my test. parameter. Do you want my chat silencer? I'm not going to use it. I Sure. <laughs> I, I would like to run three. So, okay. Yes. Someone else is screaming that they want a chat silencer and they can't get one. <laughs> that like, person can have it. Give it's it fun. to me. Um, yeah. No. Uh, I definitely uh, I like this. Such a demand for chat silencer. The um, the off season is a ton of fun. I mean, like me personally, like when I am done with the tournament, like the very next day, I wake up and I'm just like, I wish there was another tournament, like a big tournament happening the week after. Right? Like, I have so much fun with these things, but at the same time, it's good to unwind and, like, really not worry about a meta or anything like that. Like, to, like I said, I, I'm so excited to put a YV on the table and a Shadowcaster on the title, or on the table. Like, uh, I just, 
like they're screaming my name and it's like when you are in this competitive format um like you're never seeing them like it's it's good to like all right so go yeah again oh it's just important to take breaks because like the way the tournament structures are set up now it's it could be it could feel non-stop like there are people that are probably going to a system open now right um and I, like it's just, if you don't if you don't kind of take these sort of like just casual breaks from the game, you'll get burned out. Yeah, and like so, I talked to two different people at the hyperspace trial this weekend, and the first person I talked to was they couldn't wait for the tournament to be over so they could fly the stuff that they wanted to fly and extend it. And I was like, okay, that's fair, like you know. And then probably a couple hours later, someone was talking about like how. They will only ever go to these types of tournaments because the toxic environment that extended is. And it was just, I'm not getting into the conversation of what you think is better or anything, but it was interesting to see that both sides of that, you know, in the same exact place. Like me personally, like when after I'm grinding out hyperspace for so long, I would like to put extended on the table. And like we did that with the, um, the side tournament on Saturday, we made sure that was extended so people had the option to fly either one. But, like, I, I like to bounce in between both of them because it, it is this unwind period. And, like, when I went to the system open up in Toronto, like, I couldn't wait to put hyperspace on the table. Like, I just want – that's all I wanted to do. Um, right. So it, it is good to bounce in between. Like, and maybe that advice, if you are someone that is very hyperspace – only and you start to feel burnout try extend it like just throw it on the table like see if it changes any um because granite four phantoms aren't always going to be a thing um and you know handbrake han might not always be there so just try it like if you are starting to get burnout like switch things up like play more casually and you know it's still going to help you progress as a competitive player because, as we were saying earlier, like, you could throw anything on the opposite side of the table and, like, still benefit from what the information that you're getting out of that. Right. And on that note, one thing to, to, to mention um, is that you don't have to stop practicing just because you're not preparing for a tournament. Right. But you just change the way that you practice slightly, right? And, like, so what I like to do is if I'm if I'm playing a purely casual game, like I'm not interested in my win rate ever in practice really, like other than just like if it's super dedicated on a particular day. Um, but like for casual games, you can just sort of set like in-game targets, right? Like and just experiment with things you wouldn't normally do that prepare you for stuff. Um, like Zach, you and I got to play for the first time, right? Um, yes. over the weekend. And you kicked my ass. It was awesome. That was fun. Um, but what 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 basically did I try with with Kylo? That got me into a lot of trouble. You came to see your grandpappy. Yeah, pretty much. I <laughs> wanted to joust. I wanted to joust Anakin, right? I wanted to see what would happen. Well, it turns out if you joust Anakin while Obi Wan and Oddball are both shooting you, it's not the best situation. Let's just mention that Oddball was on the table and he was great. <laughs> <laughs> was he though? He but, uh, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> no, but I guess what I'm getting at is like his ability went off twice. That's right. Um, but just like try stuff you normally wouldn't in game, right? As your practice, right? To like kind of prove out you know, approaches and things like that. Like, you can still get value from that. You're not doing meta breakdowns or, like, meta counters, but you can you can learn. 
Yeah, figure figure out what you like. Like, figure out what you want to fly in. Like, you there might be something on the table that you never imagined yourself like being, or like you know, you you might just um, have this crazy like epiphany that you're like, holy crap, I can do this now, and like take that to heart. Like, try different things. All right. Um. I anything else before we close out the episode, guys? Oddball's the best. Oddball's the best. Yeah, um, we're gonna do. We're gonna do a named torrent episode. We're doing a torrent and Talonbane episode. It's torrent, been decided. Right. Uh. Yeah, I'm down for that. I super like want to fly <laughs> Talonbane. Um. It's gonna be a YV, a Shadowcaster, and Talonbane is what I'm bringing to Nova. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna look at. The, okay, this, so that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna look at the Shadowcaster. That's what I'm gonna do in the off season. Awesome. So, all right, guys. He's so enthused about everything, Marshall. I'm serious. That, that's an excited <laughs> voice. That is him enthusiastic. <laughs> You're our grandpappy. I love the Shadowcaster. Bring back glitter stand. Oh, I want. I, I want it to be good. I want it to be good so badly. All right, I think that's going to do it for this week's episode. Any last comments from anyone? I I just that in future I, future episodes, it might be a little while before we get back to it, but I do want to start um, breaking down the 1v1 Aces matchups. Um, so it, it may be you know one or two episodes before we do that, but yeah, to throw that out there. We're going to be in like a little bit of a lull, but I mean, we're still going to try to provide as much content because we don't have too many hyperspace trials, but I mean, we're probably going to have some articles dropping soon because wave four should be right around the corner. Yeah. I'm surprised we haven't gotten anything aside from that stream yet. So yeah, we we do have some things on the horizon that we have planned for you guys. So keep listening. Um, Because none of us have lives outside of this show. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're keeping us hostage. Um, uh, oh God! Andrew, if it's not if it's you not you, who's, <laughs> who's they? Oh God! Marshall, stop pretending. On that bombshell. Thanks, guys. It's Jonathan. Where do you think Jonathan is right now? <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, other than that, I want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, if you're a fan of the show, our new alt arts have come in. If you haven't seen them, you should absolutely check out our Facebook page, the Sexy Grievous card. They will be available for our patrons uh, for probably the next two months, and then we are moving on to our next card. Uh, I will be sending out later this week, anyone that is a patron, we have the Chad Grievous card, which turned out hilarious for our $10 patrons. And then any the $5 patrons will get a set of the crew card and the pilot card. And your job is to find a way to make Grievous good. But um, good luck with that. <laughs> so right. but if you are a fan of the show uh, and you want to support us, check us out on Patreon. And it definitely helps out everything and getting these alt arts out to you. And with future great stuff that we do have planned for you guys. So check that out. Or if you're just a big fan of Jurassic Park, like it's it's all the same. Yeah, or sexy robots. And I'm waiting for the first email to be like, "Grievous isn't a robot," and we know, but he's basically <laughs> a robot. Um, so uh, days he's to more rem- machine now than now. Right. I mean, maybe one day he wasn't, but now he is. Uh, dates to remember: July. Tw- oh, I'm sorry. First May 18th. It's I believe they have like one ticket available for the campaign against cancer. Um, Mike Bird puts on a great show up there. 
if there is any more tickets that open up, I would hop on them uh, because that is a great time. Like you just leave there with arm armfuls of stuff and you're helping out a good uh, cause. But there, check out, I know there's all over the country that they do the campaign against cancer. So if you're a little bit further away, uh, look that up and it's always a good time. Uh, then July 20th is the Top Deck Hyperspace Trial, which I know they still haven't officially announced yet, but I know that's the tentative date. I know, I don't think signups have opened up for that, but keep an eye out, clear out your calendar, make sure you're off for that day or whatever you need to do. Get wife points added up. Um, and then Nova, I believe, is coming. Dude, I was looking at it and like Nova's not even that far away anymore. But it's the end of yeah, it's like three months. Yeah, August and into September. So that is down in Washington D.C. And we had PAX Unplugged dates announced for December sixth, seventh, and eighth. Um, other than the dates, you know, they never announce anything till a little bit closer. But if you need to clear up any kind of dates for that, they usually run the system open that weekend so yeah i think it's safe to assume that the swiss will be on saturday well i wouldn't say that oh shit no friday yeah it was on friday yeah Yeah, it'll probably it'll probably be on friday so but keep an eye out for that you know you might need to request off for friday or anything along those lines so other than that guys i want to thank everyone for listening and have a great night